On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, the coaching search is in full effect right now for Philadelphia, trying to find a new guy to headline things on the bench. Who's in the lead? Who do you like? We'll talk about them all. Who's interviewing? Next, right here, Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Welcome. You are Locked On 76ers. I'm Devon Givens from 97.5 The Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia, alongside my co-host and partners, always Keith Pompey from TheInquire.com. Sixers beat writer. Keith, what's going on, man? What's popping, D? How you been, bro? Oh, the coaching search is popping right now. I've been doing all right, trying to figure out, you know, how long this is going to take and see where they go from here. But, hey, it's all good, man. It's all good. But, you know, they need to get something done at some point so they can get a guy. Four other jobs are open as well. But uh, thanks for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day, all of you out there. And remember, Locked On 76ers is free and available on all platforms, including right here at YouTube on Locked On 76ers. Well, Keith, we got a lot to catch up on and talk about with the uh, coaching search. You actually put out a uh, – a uh, well, let's just look at some of the candidates first. We'll get into uh, the James Harden piece a little bit later and also talk about – uh, some some other things going on around the league a little bit, kind of catch up on the two series, the Eastern Conference Finals and the Western Conference Finals. But first, Keith, let's start with uh, the coaching candidates and uh, the initial report that was out there. Uh, you had a number of guys from Nick Nurse, Mike Budenholzer, Frank Vogel, Monty Williams as a name. Sam Cassell also mentioned as a name as well. Based on you know, all the stuff that you've been doing and your reporting and writing your stories and, and all, uh, what what does it look like right now? Daryl Morey said last week that they weren't going to rush, that they were going to take their time and figure this out. There are four other job openings with Toronto, Milwaukee, Phoenix, and Detroit. And now for the Sixers, there are good candidates out there, but they have to find the best one. This is a big coaching hire right now. So based on what, what can you tell us about so far what's going on as far as the coaching search goes? I mean, well, you know, it, it depends on what you believe, right? Um, you know, there are certain people who say that, you know, the, the, the three prime guys for the job are Nick Nurse, um, uh, Mike uh, Budenholzer, and, and Frank Vogel. And the thing about all three of these guys, they all have head coaching experience, right? And they all won championships. And when you look at a guy like Nick Nurse, you know, he's a guy who who won a championship with the Toronto Raptors. He, he also won two um, NBA Development League titles, because that's what it was called back then. And he also won two British uh, championships, right? So then you look at Mike Boldenhoser, a guy who led the Milwaukee Bucks to the championship two seasons ago, and he won four titles as an assistant coach with the Spurs. And then Frank Vogel, had a lot of, a lot of success as uh, the head coach of the Indiana Pacers. They just couldn't get past LeBron James. 
But then he ends up and he he wins the bubble championship with the Lakers. He leads LeBron James led Lakers to the title. So, you know, it, it's one of those things where people believe that those are the are the three can leading candidates. Um, I was told that we'll have a better idea later on this week on on who that is. But 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 at the same time, you know, you look at a guy like Mike D'Antoni, who you know you think that if you really want to keep James Harden. Mike D could be the guy, but that's a little tricky because Mike D doesn't really utilize the center position well. So what do you do with Joel Embiid? So I think that what we have, it could be amongst those three guys that I mentioned, unless one of them drops out or somebody else just wows them. But I think that those are the three guys. And as you mentioned beforehand, there's other jobs available. And to be honest with you, I mean, we talked about this, D. I kind of think that the Milwaukee Bucks job is the best job out there because of the players they have. Um, and then I also think that maybe Phoenix is a little bit better than the Sixers just because there's less uncertainty with the players. So, you know, the Sixers got to hurry up and make a decision and, 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 and pick the guy that they want. Yeah, you have a pecking order. You have, if you t- are talking to three that you just mentioned, one, two, and three, in whatever order they have them, the others are looking too. So they're going to have to be on point and make sure that they make things happen, especially with Nurse, because we've already seen his name attached to both Phoenix and Milwaukee. So if the Sixers are very high on Nick Nurse, you would think that they would want to jump on and, and acquire or hire him before the other two uh, really do wow him, as you said and get them in their building and, and make sure, even though I think, what, the, the Milwaukee PC already interviewed, still set to interview for the Phoenix Suns at some point. If the Sixers want Nurse, they're going to have to jump in there and get on them now. I, I, I favor right now, if I, if I did have a favorite Nick Nurse that hasn't changed for me, that he, I just, I like his, I like the idea of Nick Nurse. He had success uh, against a lot of teams. He had different iterations of the Toronto Raptors too, Keith, and still has success. He had the Kawhi Leonard, Kyle Lowry-led team where he did some really good things there, obviously, to win a championship. He had to revamp his roster. By the way, Marcus Gasol was a part of, part of that team. He had to revamp, revamp his lineup and how their style of play was where Fred Van, Vliet, Fred Van Vliet and Pascal Siakam became the feature, and they went a heavy small ball lineup and still won games, a lot of success, got to the playoffs, playoff runs there in the second round, eventually being knocked out. But he did it in different ways. Uh, you wonder if he had some issues where he kind of, based on the reports that we saw coming out of Toronto with him and Sayu Jerry just kind of not seeing eye to eye anymore, uh, doing certain things as a coach where he kind of rubbed players the wrong way. That tends to happen anyway, and it, it's what it is. But the way his defense was set up, how he switched his offenses up based on his personnel. He's one of the things that I want to see with the new Sixers coach is some more creativity offensively. And if he can come in here and maybe bring a different type of offense, Embiid is going to get his because he's the best player. But when you start to look at what Tyrese Maxey and Tobias Harris are on this basketball team, depending on if James Harden is here or not, the creativity is going to be important for me and whoever they hire next. So, Nick Nurse is the one that I like. And then I, li- I do like Frank Vogel and Mike Budenholzer, but if I put them in order, it is going to be Vogel 
and Boonholzer. Very interested, though, Keith, that we had heard Boonholzer in a lot of different places outside of here. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, is yeah, I mean, he's a, yeah, I mean, I, I think the problem with Budenholzer is like, you know, he he's one of those guys where you look at it and you see, all right, you had um, before you became, before you became uh, the coach of the Milwaukee Bucks, you were in Indiana, right? I, not Indiana, Atlanta. excuse me, you were in Atlanta, and and you had a successful team, you won sixty games, this and that. You couldn't beat LeBron, but you had four all four of your five starters were all stars. But they always felt like he coached in the playoffs like he coached in the regular season. Like lack of adjustments, things like that. And also, unfortunately, he was one of those guys for him that whenever his team did well, it was always people saying, Well, was it him or was it he had the most loaded roster in the league? You know what I mean? And then you also go to, like, Milwaukee, and it's the same thing. I mean, think about it. When he that year he won that championship, his winning the championship is basically what saved him his job. Yeah. And, you know, after the fact, everyone was talking about the adjustments he didn't make when he, when he was fired this year. So that's one of those things where when you look at it, you say to yourself, like, um, you know, maybe he, he's a good coach, but he just doesn't get the credit that he deserves. Or maybe people see things in him that they don't believe in him. They don't trust him. They just feel like, you know, he, he had a loaded roster. You know what I mean? So that that's the problem with him. And wasn't EB on that Hawks team as a backup, a deep, you know, backup to kind of help out with those guys? Yeah, he played. He was a he was a reserve center for three years for that team. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. team was loaded. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. As you said, four all stars. Who was it? It was uh, Jeff T, Kyle Korver, Al Horford, and Joe Johnson. Uh, I thought they had four of the five, but I remember the fifth. Yeah, was also at least good enough where he might have got, but they couldn't have five all stars. <laughs> it wasn't Joe Johnson. It was the guy. What's his name? Um, he played. He came to Philadelphia. He came to the Sixers in the James Harden trade from Brooklyn. Oh, Paul Millsap. Um, yeah, Paul Millsap. Yeah, so um, Millsap, Horford, that was your front court. And DeMar, was, DeMar Carroll was the small forward. DeMar Carroll. I thought he started sometimes. And, and yeah, so he wasn't an all-star. Yeah, so four of the five. Jeff T was the other with Corver. And those two, DeMar Carroll was a big piece of that. And, uh, yeah, that was a fun team. Boone did a really good job with that team. And Milwaukee just seemed different. And uh, I, I and, and while they did win, they won four games in a row when they came back to beat the Phoenix Suns in 2021, and they won that one in Game Six back in in in, in Milwaukee. You're right. I remember that as being one that if he doesn't win this championship, there's a real good possibility that he could lose his job. But they won, and he kept it, and he he didn't he hasn't made it back to the NBA Finals since, where they were the number one seed this past season knocked out by the eighth seed. He has some personal issues going on, as we later found out, that may maybe could have affected things. And then uh, the year before, they were knocked out by the Boston Celtics after being up 3-2 in that Eastern Conference uh, playoff. So uh, some good names, some interesting names. And now, Keith, uh, next, let's talk about some maybe under-the-radar candidates uh, that could potentially get a look, maybe get a real look 
at the Sixers job and see what your thoughts are on those. Throw some of those names out there. We'll do that next right here on Locked On 76ers. And I do have to talk to you, though, about as we speak about these games and the 76ers out of the playoffs, these other teams. Well, at the time, you still wanted to get some tickets to go check those teams out. When You still have the playoffs going on in the uh, conference finals for both the East and the West. And maybe you are now in that place where you want to go to a concert or maybe even a comedy show and take a peek at some 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 good entertainment. But you have a little trouble buying tickets. Well, buying tickets to your favorite event shouldn't be stressful with killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee. Game time is fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy and theater near you. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for all the fun that you'll have. Flash deals, last-minute tickets, images of the seat views, lowest prices guaranteed, event cancellation protection, job loss protection, etc. Because we know that sometimes entertainers, they do have to cancel the show, whether it's sickness, whether they get mad about something, they have to cancel their show. You don't have to worry about uh, you're losing your money when you have event cancellation protection here with game time. I know I'm coming up. I'm going to be having an opportunity to go to a show here in Philadelphia in a couple of weeks. I'm excited about it. And maybe you guys will want to go to the same comedy show where you can go in on Game Time and check it out. Forget planning months in advance if you have to get them last minute. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day or event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, baseball, basketball, concerts, comedy, theater, and much more. You can also, with with this being the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason, and also the place for last minute ticket deals, You can get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, just two taps, and you're all set. Download the Game Time app. No snag, you know, snag the tickets without stress with Game Time. So download the app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, Redeem code locked on NBA for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Thank you for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow on the show. We'll talk a little bit more about the players in the offseason and the coaching search. Give you an update on that as we have it. And that will be right here again on Locked On 76ers. Keith, all right, we talked about the three candidates that seem to be the favorites, the hot names that are also interviewing for others. Up. Uh, Let's talk about some of the other t- names that we didn't address in that first segment. Monty Williams being one, and maybe some of the other under-the-radar candidates like Sam Cassell, potentially. And uh, I-, I don't know, is, does Dave Yeager or Dan Burke have a shot at being retained here as a coach, maybe the head coach, maybe staying on the staff? And how about someone like Chris Quinn from the Miami Heat? that it has been on the bench under, Nick's, under Eric Spolster since 2014, Keith, and they've had their success, their run. They seem to be the hot thing out there. You know how that goes. You win the coach, the assistant coach under the head coach, he gets that look. Uh, any of these names uh, jump out where they might ha- have a real chance or maybe even as part of the staff? If you go young coach, can you have a veteran coach that stays in on the staff like Jaeger or Dan Burke? Or maybe even they get a job. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I like I like Jaeger. You know, what I mean, I, I like his. That's name. my guy, man. I like Dave Jaeger. Yeah, I, I like his name as as a coach. 
Um, health wise, though, real fast. Health wise, is he? Do do we know that? I mean, I, that that's the question. I mean, yeah. he looks to be in good shape. Yeah, but, he does. I mean, but but here's the deal. The, the thing is, unfortunately, certain coaches they have better careers as an assistant than as a head guy. You know, I mean, but then you look at it like that Memphis squad, they did good and then things kind of disintegrated. I mean, you can't really blame him for what I mean, you can, but you can't. But Sacramento was a mess, man, when he was there. Like, you know, we're all looking at Sacramento like, wow, they're finally back. But they're they're doing a great job. They made some good trades, you know, new front office, you know, this and that um, in the last couple of years. So it's different, but when he was there, it was just a mess. So you can't really blame that. You know, the thing about it is there's certain guys that, you know, we, we talk about and certain guys that you always want to see get a chance. And like, you look at Boston and you saw how Boston went outside of the box, you know, they, what they did it with, with Ime, Ime was an assistant, but we're talking about Brad Stevens, stuff like that. Right. You know, the thing is, and this might sound crazy. A lot of people might might look at it and this and that. And I don't know if he's – I think the Sixers want a guy with championship pedigree. But a guy that you would like to see to get an interview would be someone like a, a Jerome Allen or someone. Just because he was a guy who basically, um, you know, who, who who was in Boston when Boston was, was, was thriving. You know, he has great relationships with players. They respect him you know, a former player. People forget he played for the Denver Nuggets, right? Um, so a guy like that, you would like to see. He played for the Timberwolves, man. Yeah, yeah. So, so like, you would like to see a guy like that get a chance. Um, you know, Sam Cassell, you know, like, unfortunately, he's labeled as this great assistant. Like, he's everybody's great assistant, fun-loving dude, but they don't really give him an opportunity. Like, we talk about Quinn. Everybody's talking about Chris Quinn and things like that. But what about a guy like Sam Cassell? You know, he's been a lot of places, um, you know, and, and I get it. You know, you get him on there. You give him someone, uh, a great associate head coach who can help him out maneuver things, but at the same time, it's all about relationships. It's all about playing. It's all about how, how the players – uh, love him and how they view him. And I'm here to tell you they do. So those are guys that you would like to see get a chance, at least get an interview, or more so than the interview, just get an opportunity to coach somewhere in the league because I'm here to tell you they're well-respected and they're extremely bright guys. Is is Cassell, to your point, getting a chance? Is Cassell the type of coach, though, right away, right now for his first job, the first job being a, a contender? Or does he does it bode well for him to get an opportunity with a team that's not ready to win just yet and he can build that up? But having been here for the last three seasons, knowing the team, as you said, players respect him. When you slide over to that main seat, though, things change. But see, that's also a tricky question, too, because typically the guy that you give the job to when the team is not ready to win you got you giving him that job to develop players. Mm-hmm. And once the team is ready to win, you tend to slide that person out and bring somebody else in. So it's kind of sort of so like it's different in this case. First time guy coming in. This is a championship contending team. True. But at the same time, he was also he's familiar with this team. OK, you know what I mean? He's familiar with this team. The guys know him. They respect him. 
Um, you know, he's he's helped develop Maxie to the player that Maxie is. You know what I mean? He's worked out daily with James and stuff like that. So to me, in this situation, now again, they're going after somebody most likely who has a head coaching um, job, a guy who's uh, won a title as a coach. Sam Cassell won three titles as a player, but they're going after somebody who won a title as a coach. So you you kind of understand that a little bit. But, I mean, you look at a guy like Ty Lue. Now, again, they did have LeBron James. But you look like a guy like Ty Lue who stepped in there and became a coach, the head coach, you know, after being an assistant. So it can be done. It's all about up to your personality and stuff like that. Now, you may argue, you know, he might be better off with a team that, is expected to make the playoffs, but just doesn't have the lofty expectations, you know? And, and so with that being said, it could work out for him, but, but I, I get what you're saying, but I do think that, you know, you get tired of hearing he's interviewing for this job, interviewing for his right. time. Yep. You want to see him get a job, you know? Yeah. And, and look, if, 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 if any team to your point, especially with the championship contending team, he has a lot. He has a lot of uh, familiarity there with the players, the front office, and all. I would imagine that they would, in fact, want to give him a veteran coach with some experience to have next to him, so he doesn't have the same type of mistakes that we've seen others have in the past, where you don't have that guy, and it it goes. You start getting out coached because you haven't been in certain experiences, certain situations. And you need that veteran to help him out and make things easy. So, uh, Monty Williams, nothing really going on there with Monty Williams. I mean, they interviewed. I mean, like, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I shouldn't say that. Like, I mean, he he's one of the candidates. I mean, I, I think he is. I, I like Monty. The thing about Monty is, I think Monty is like old school, real old school. And so, Monty. The good thing about Monty is, you know, when Doc Rivers was the coach here and we all knew stuff about Ben and how Ben would struggle and Ben was scared to shoot and all this and not and 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 Doc would come up to the podium and be like hey y'all don't know what y'all talking about like he would always be the cover for him yeah. that ain't Monty <laughs> like Monty's gonna be a straight shooter when it comes down to it my question to Monty is is you know, Monty is a guy, he's such a straight shooter to where sometimes, in my opinion, it can have um, the adverse effect on all-star caliber players. You know what I'm saying? Like, if he does that and he says to Joel Embiid, how's that relationship going to go? You know what I mean? Like, like that DeAndre Ayton thing. Was yeah, weird. like like the DeAndre Ayton thing. You know that what I mean? Weird. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of weird. And, like, you know, so that to me, that's a little concern. And, and don't get me wrong. I think it's refreshing. I think that's what coaches need to do. I think players need to man up. But in this age, it's kind of like when you have first overall pick. But, and luckily for them, lucky for Monty, he wasn't really producing the way he should have. But when you have like Hall of Fame type players, max level players, and you get on them, sometimes it could cost coaches their jobs. You know what I mean? 
And and I and I see Monty being that type of coach where he's going to be a straight shooter. And my question is, how would Joel deal with it? Publicly, he'll say he love it, mm-hmm. but how will he deal with it? Mm-hmm. How if James comes back, how will James deal with it? You know what I mean? So to me, that's the most concerning thing about Monty. But I like him. I do. I like him. The one thing is though. The only thing that people are going to knock him is, is like, yes, he had great scenes, but the way they lost in those final games in the postseason, like two years in a row, people are going to be like, yo, what's up with that, man? Like, you can't be having your team getting blown out like that in consecutive years like that. Yeah. Well, uh, these are just some of the candidates that are also their names are out there. Will they get it? Not quite sure. Uh, but some interesting ones, Sam Cassell and Chris Quinn, probably, uh, and and Jerome Allen, Pooh Allen, Philadelphia native. Uh, those are some very interesting names, too. Even if Jerome Allen doesn't get the head coaching gig, uh, he was with Dwayne Casey in Detroit the last couple of seasons. It'd be nice to see that he's back on the bench again. And if he came home, that would also be pretty awesome to see him uh, help and help lead this team and develop some of these players and lead them to again a, a championship and helping the coaching staff out final one we need to talk about james harden keith you wrote a story on friday about how uh the marriage might be um reconnected between harden and houston what that means for the sixers and how likely is it that he does in fact though uh, come back here instead of going back to houston we'll get into that final segment that'll be next as we talk about james harden right here on locked on 76ers Let's talk about prize pick, right? You know, you guys know that I love prize picks. You know, prize pick is cool, this and that. And it seems like we're running out of people to talk about for people. Prize picks is great, but y'all can't, like, deal with Luca. You can't deal with any other guys anymore. You just just narrowing it down. But, see, here's the thing. There's a $1 million daily Superflex promotion, right, for the NBA playoffs and the finals. Every day of the NBA playoffs slash finals, one prize picker will win a chance to become a millionaire. One entry placed after 8 a.m. Eastern time will randomly select it each day. Whoever placed the entry will be given a six picks flex with the following payouts. Six correct picks, one million. Five correct picks, 80,000. Four correct picks, 16,000. So you might want to, I mean, you know, that's still good, but you might want to get five, right? Full details can be found at prizepicks.com backslash million. You must opt in at the leak to be eligible for the million dollar entry. Once you opt in, all you have to do is play the game like normal and you could be the lucky winner, right? So here's the thing. Tonight or tomorrow night, Whenever they come back and play, I'm taking Jimmy Butler to score more than 26.5 points. I'm taking, oh, man, I think I'm going to take Kyle Lowry to have more than 6.5 assists off the bench. And I think I'm going to go with Jason Tatum to have less than 3.5 three-pointers made, right? So how does this thing work? What you do is you pick two to six players, and if they will go score more or less than the prize picks projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. There's no competing against other people. It's just you and the projections available. Prize picks offers projections on any sport. 
that you watch. This includes NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL, on and on and on, right? So download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive 100% instant deposit matchup to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, PrizePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PrizePix will give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit matchup to $100. I'm telling y'all, do it today, people. Definitely do it today. Welcome back. Locked on 76ers, Keith Pompey. I'm Devon Givens. And uh, we're breaking down now uh, the coaching search throughout this episode, but also get into the James Harden piece. Keith, last Friday, you put out there, and it's been talked about for the last couple of months now, going all the way back to what, like November, then December. We had it again around All-Star. And here we are again now that the offseason is actually over. James Harden officially opts out of his contract for his final year with the 76ers. Darren Morey spoke about how they want James Harden back in the fold. They want him back in the mix. Let's see if they can work some things out. Uh, but you also had a, a report that uh, was really revealing about what could happen with James Harden going back to Houston. There's mutual interest. They have $60 million, Keith, in cap space. They can just simply sign him and absorb him uh, under their 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 uh, their uh, their money that they have there. They can just simply absorb them, and that will leave the Sixers in a certain spot. Could they get a sign of trade executed with the Houston Rockets? I don't know. That's something that they will have to figure out, Daryl Morey, and and that squad will have to figure some things out. But uh, based on how you you wrote that story, Keith, it looks real like a really really good chance that he could be going back to Houston. Yeah, like when I was in Chicago, that's all everybody was talking about. You know, that's I mean, that's, one story, huh? <laughs> yeah, I mean, basically, I mean, it was kind of like you asking questions. They looking at you like you stupid. Like, bro, move on. Like they they feel like if Dan Tony would get the job, there's a chance. But you know, for the most part, you know, let's face it, this shouldn't. It's not surprising. I mean, Woj came out with it on Christmas Day, right? And then you know, you you ask other stuff start coming out, coming out. And league is actually talking about it to a point like when they interviewed the coach, whoever the coaching candidates were, they were asking about James. Like, how do you feel about coaching James? Houston. You know what I mean? They're like, well, aren't isn't James on the Sixers? Like, you know, stuff like that. And then, you know, you think about it, you talk about the mom, his mom being there, friends. I mean, it's no secret that if the Sixers had two off days in a row or something like that. James was like, he was he was on a private jet flying to Houston for the weekend. Like he spent New Year's in Houston while the team was playing in OKC. He had an off night. He was in Houston. So it's kind of why wouldn't he want to go back? And then you look at this thing. Because they can't win. That's why. Huh? Because they can't win. Yeah, that's but why. It's, it's, it's much, but see, that's, I think that's, I don't know. And, and I'm not, I, I think we we get it confused. We always expect to win. We want teams to win. That sometimes for people, it's all about lifestyle. It's all about comfort. Like, it's all about things like that. Now, again, they do have $60 million available where they could try to make they, they, they could try to, like, make some adjustments. Like, 
get him, maybe sign and trade for another player, right? They have so many options that where that roster could be revamped, right? The thing about it is when you look at James Harden, at the end of the day, he's going to be a Hall of Famer, right? At the end of the day, it's all about family first, right? It's about other things, you know, things like that. Now, there's only going to be one champion each year. There's going to be other teams that's not going to win. He tried to win a championship. He came to Philly. He was here. He got traded here. They went on the second round. He played, came here this year. They went on the second round. He took $15 million for the hope of them going to win a championship. It didn't work out. He goes to Brooklyn, the same thing. Next thing you know, Kyrie doesn't want to get vaccinated. A lot of other things happen, right? Mm-hmm. So he wants out of there. Now, you like, if you're him, you're saying, look, I done gave this a try. I'm trying. I'm losing money. I'm all this and that. Sometimes you want to retire, like, at home. You want to be at home. And then hope and pray that they do the same thing. Because I'm here to tell you, staying here with the Sixers, if he stayed here with the Sixers, I still don't think they're going to win a chip next year. I just don't. Like, I don't. Like, James is getting older. PJ is getting older. Uh, You know, can Joel stay healthy? You know, I mean, it's been enlightening by looking at the Boston Celtics and seeing how they're getting exposed to now think like, yo, man, maybe the Sixers would have been getting swept. (laughs) You know know what I mean? Like, it's just – so who's to say that staying in Philly is going to bring you a championship? Uh, I mean, no, you're not wrong. But as far as the twilight years of your career, new contract and all, that you still have a chance. With Houston, until those things happen, to your point, you're still right now just a bottom dweller Houston Rockets team until they make those changes. Now, I don't know what they are. They went and got a new coach that went to the NBA Finals in his first year. They have talent, some young talent, and they're going to add to that roster with $60 million in cap space there. In Houston, I I just I mean, yeah, I, I get your point. And you're trying to win and you're trying to do all that. All I know is sitting there listening to him talk about for the last year and a half is I want to win a championship. And yes, he was saying that as a member of the Philadelphia 76ers, and that's what his his end game was for this basketball team. But I would imagine that that would still be a, a goal of his, which is why you play too. The money's gonna be there. Going back to be with the family is fantastic. That's very important. I would never knock that. You can go back to Houston later on after you give it another try is all I'm saying in in Philadelphia to see if you can, in fact, get over that hump here with Joel Embiid and the rest of this group. So very interesting, man. See how it goes. Keith, we thank everybody for hanging in there with us. And uh, we'll see what happens with James Harden as we go along. We thank everybody for making Locked On 76 as your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow on the show. We'll get into a little bit more about this basketball team, see where things are with the group, some possible changes that could be made with the team overall. We'll talk about that a little bit. Keith, thanks as always, man. Do you mind letting good folks know where they can find us? You can find us wherever you get your podcast at, right? 
um, just by and when YouTube, just click on the Liberty Bell and then you become a new subscriber. But also you can follow my man D all this week on the Divine Giving Show from 6 to 10 p.m. on 97.5 FM. You can follow my man on Twitter at DivineG975. Follow me on Twitter at Pompeii on Sixers. And what you can do is you can read my articles in the Philadelphia Inquirer. Well, listen, two to six on Friday, just okay. for the holiday. Look at that little, little change on the holiday. Okay. Six on Friday. Who knows if something changes? I might, folks. I might be calling Keith Pompey to come on the show to talk about the breaking news of a new head coach. I don't know. I'm just speaking <laughs> out loud. We'll see uh, if that happens. But make sure you follow Keith Pompey on Sixers. Read them. Inquire.com and the Philadelphia Inquirer. If you still go out there and buy the paper, they will greatly appreciate it. And we'll be back with you all tomorrow. Thank you. Peace.